0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Dorinda Wilson Podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, and nana to seven. I'm also a 25-year veteran homeschooling mom, the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, and the author of Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, 31 Days in God's Word. I'm excited today because I have a guest with me who is going to open up the world of high school credits in a way that is both unique but makes total sense. Now, before I introduce her, I want to remind all of you to go check out my new book, The 4-Hour School Day. This just published June 29th. It's based on my 25 years of experience homeschooling. My eight children, seven are graduated so far. It's packed with encouragement and practical advice and equips you with all the information you need to create a sustainable homeschooling plan customized to your child's needs. It's going to help you work with your child's interests interests and passions for an enjoyable learning experience. Cultivate independent learning in your child so you have more time and your child develops more curiosity. Navigate the different. Schooling stages your child will go through and find an engaged community so you can start this adventure with all the support you need. It's available at all major bookstores, or you can go to dorrendawilson.com to check it out. I'd also love it if you'd subscribe to my website so you can keep up on all the latest podcasts. I've got over 200 episodes there encouraging a, a homeschooling heart. And if you have a favorite homeschool conference that you like to attend and you'd like me to come, let the conference leaders know. I can talk to them all I want but they actually really want to hear from you so let them know that you'd like me to come and I would love to connect with you last be sure to share this podcast with your friends now let's move on to the topic of the day now I've loved the high school years but they often come with some fear and trepidation for homeschooling parents as they navigate more of the quote unquote system while trying to keep a sense of the homeschool lifestyle that's so important to our relationship with our kids and it's one that our kids are used to right well, today I've got Lisa with me. Um, I am super excited about having her. Lisa Neering is a 30-year veteran homeschooling mom. She is uh, she has homeschooled her five kids alongside of her husband since 1991. Homeschooling became their educational model of choice after she wrote a master's thesis on the history of education in America. That cracks me up. Because- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, get, I totally get that, um, which included meeting Raymond and Dorothy Moore, my favorite uh, mentors, mm-hmm. and Carolyn <clears> Ortega, <throat>, I think, in yeah. Southern California. Lisa holds a master's degree in human development a master's degree in marriage and family therapy. She currently owns and operates True North Homeschool Academy, which offers kindergarten through 12th grade classes, clubs, a mom's mentoring membership, advising, testing, and community. She loves coming alongside fellow homeschoolers to support and provide amazing opportunities for their families. She believes that education is the transmission of culture, and her goal is to transmit a Judean Christian culture that leads people toward truth, beauty, and goodness. Lisa, thank you for being here with us today. Thanks, Dorinda. It is really awesome to be here with you. I am really excited about talking about high school because this get this tends to be one of those uh, topics. Um, that gets a lot of traction because we get nervous as we head into high school. And homeschooling parents, we all want to do right by our kids. But navigating that whole transition from um, just kind of the normal sort of school life we had into what could be potentially a college career or something else. But at the same time, we want to make sure whatever they do, that we're prepared with a transcript or something Um legitimate to hand them when we hand them their diploma. And so um, I'm super grateful today to hear you um, share about crediting your life. Um, So we talk about credits. That's always kind of the big deal. We want to know that's what the transcripts are, basically consist of our credits. So
1: let's talk first of all about what the big deal is about credits. Yeah. Um, So credits are just really a simple unit of measure that are easily understood by people in the educational world. So if you, are in, if you are in high school or college or university and you work in this system, it's pretty much understood what a credit is and that's why we all use them. Carnegie, um, the great philanthropist, if you go Google Carnegie Unit, you can find a website that tells exactly what a Carnegie Unit is. And basically, he just standardized education. So a Carnegie unit is what we would think of as a one credit class, and it usually indicates 120 to 180 hours worth of work. And that is simply what a credit is. And that work can be so many different things. Um, I, I tell people this in workshops all the time. So if you're if you have a musician, you should honestly be counting the practice that they're doing, the um, the, 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 um, The practice that they're doing, the music theory, their lessons, if they're teaching themselves, even performances can count for that credit.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think this is something, I think what really um, made me want to have you on the podcast is... Um, hearing that you talked about this, that you, I think a statement that you made um, was this, that most homeschooling parents don't give their kids enough credit. <laughs> yeah. So
1: why do you, why do you say that? Well, I'm just laughing because I think it is so, um, it is so, I've worked with homeschoolers since 2013, helping homeschoolers around the world with another large educational company, and then with True North. Um, create transcripts and launching them into college or career, internships, military, et cetera. And it is inevitable that most most homeschoolers, and mostly moms, they really undercredit themselves. Um, they, they're they thinking very traditionally. They're thinking the basic course of study as they remember it, possibly, or they've taken a course. So they know they have to have some English and science and math and history and then some other stuff. Although that gets a little vague and tenuous. But for instance, I um, worked with a a young man several years ago, and he had actually helped his dad build a plane, and he had the youngest pilot's license in his state. That was not indicated on his transcript in any way. Um, That's pretty significant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's (laughs) very significant. It's very significant. And so what... What I try to share with people is that really your transcript is much like a resume. You're just collecting it's not you don't make it up. You're just recording the work that you've done and the experiences that your kids have had and you're putting it into place so that the next person who, you know, you're you're launching your kids, whoever's reading that next has a way to assess quickly the kind of person your student is and how they fit into their system and almost more significantly than that how much money they want to give them to get right. them onto the next thing you know what i right,
0: mean right 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 so it's a unit of measure that everybody can understand because at some point we have to find some sort of common ground common unit of measure that like you said I, you know if i were that person looking at this you know my child i would want to know what does this mean what it so we do have to have it, it's we do have to have a some sort of unit of measure, um, you know. As homeschoolers, I, I mean, I you know, especially in the earlier years, I really bristle to the whole performance versus purpose. But but I believe that um, you know, as they get older, for one thing, they're just more capable and able and developmentally ready in high school to meet some other unit of measure besides moms. And I think it's actually really important for them to do that because um, because you're basically you're, you're st- you're you're preparing to launch them and they they're going to have to do that the rest of their lives there's certain situations they're going to be in that you, whether we like the measurement or not it's a requirement for what it is that they want to do and they need to have confidence that oh i can meet someone else's standard not just the home the standard at home not that that's not a high standard because obviously you mentioned homeschooling parents often undercredit their kids but i i hear what you're saying um as sort of like a almost um in some instances, instances we're reverse engineering our kids' education. So as because we don't what we don't want to do is we don't want to go into high school and say, okay, here's all these, you gotta meet, you gotta meet this, 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 and this. And all of a sudden they've lost any margin for hobbies pursuing things they're interested in. Instead, I think I feel like what you're saying is there can actually be a balance of that. You want them to meet a certain unit of measure, but at the same time, have some self-directed learning that you but that that you can turn around and actually count. Um so yeah, so what we're doing is I call it reverse engineering. It's like uh especially when the when the kids were younger and I didn't know what it is they were going to be interested in. I didn't know that, you know, next month so and so was going to be interested in dinosaurs for 3 weeks, okay? So I can't write a plan that says we're going to cover dinosaurs cuz I had no idea they were going to be interested in that. So what I would do is just, you know, we be consistent in the basics, but then we would go into, we'd take these interests and as they were interested, I would just jot down, what they did, you know, what they, what they were learning from this thing that they were so interested in. So it's kind of that on a higher level is mm-hmm. basically what you're saying.
1: Right. And I, and we, we offer free log sheets. I gave them to you in the show notes. And so I, I really like to think of a credit as a shopping cart. It's just a simple analogy, but think of each credit is a shopping cart, and you can put so many things in there. You can put presentations or projects or field trips or um, papers that they've written or books that they've read. A credit doesn't have to just be a textbook. Now, we, are, we're not, we don't really use textbooks till high school, to be, to be totally honest. We read a, a thousands of books, but textbooks aren't really, I mean, we don't just go there till high school most of the time. Um, so when you get to high school, you don't have to throw all that out. You don't have to throw out interest-led or driven learning. Um, but you you do need to think about how to collect the data um, on what your kids have learned so that you can put it, you can transcribe it on a piece of paper for the next person who's, who's going to read it. And and maybe all of our kids aren't going to go to college. That's fine. Maybe they're going to go to Votech school, or the military, or internship, or to a job. I would suggest, even if you don't think your kid is going to go to college right after high school, make sure you have a solid high school transcript written down, because they might want to go in four or five years or ten, and it's really hard to remember everything like next year, let alone ten years right. from now. <laughs> um, right. Right. And so just just make a just write it down so you have that recorded. And you're good to go for whatever after that. Right, right. This is something I've been
0: doing with our high schooler. Um, at the end of each day, he has to write down in a journal what he did and and the concept that he was covering. For instance, you know, geometry was co- covering lines and rays and segments. And he did these pages. You right. know, it's just always good to to document it. I, I yeah. feel like um, it's good for them, too, to uh-huh. be able to look back and see, okay, after After even half a school year has passed, look at how much you accomplished just plotting every day, just being faithful and doing, look at the amount of information you've learned because it really is a testimony of, I feel like plotting, (laughs) you know, like uh, we don't, we don't live in a culture that's very fond of plotting. We, you know, there's lots of, there's always lots of attention to the bling and the boom and the loud and the, you know, all of this, but there's so much to be said or faithfully doing the thing that's put in front of you every day. And this is one way we can sort of visually show our kids, look at that. Look how much you can accomplish just doing a little bit of each thing every day.
1: Right. Well, you're teaching your kids resilience um, by doing that and hard work. And also plotting is a form of assessment. And that is one thing that the credit actually requires us to do is assess what have our kids done? What do we need to do more of? What do we do need to do less of? It can help us really take into account where we're at with our with our homeschooling. And I know um testing and assessment is kind of like a no-no terms to use in the homeschool world, but Honestly, your kids are going to be assessed the rest of their lives and better to teach them some solid assessment tools because we're always self-assessing ourselves. Um, Certain personalities do it more than others. Um, I, I have a naturally, um, I'm I'm like high assessment. I'm always assessing myself. I always joke I have the gift of criticism, which right. is what makes me a great reviewer because I see all the glory and all the, the disaster.
0: Um, right. Double-edged
1: sword right there. But assessment can be really helpful for our kids too because there's something in the educational world or just motivation um, that is called the Goldilocks principle. And I hear this a lot of times with, With families who have kids, particularly young boys, they hit like 12, 13, 14, and the moms call me up and they're like, my son was just the perfect child. And now he just is kind of cranky and he's arguing and he's bored. And I'm like, okay, the Goldilocks principle. And what that principle says is that um, kids are motivated. People are motivated to learn by things that are not too easy and not too hard. They're just right. So our kids are really motivated when we give them something to, um, to reach for that is just one step over what they already know. And their brains are looking for that. Their brains are hungry for more. And so that's why games that where they can reach the next level are so effective because their brains are going, oh, I just want to get to the next level. And I think we need to think about that as we homeschool too. Our kids are hungry for that next thing and for that little bit more. And if we teach them assessment, We give them the ability to go, oh, you know, I could push myself a little bit farther here. And just like your son plotting his geometry, he's like, oh my gosh, I've done like so much work just in the last couple months. I could finish that. Where maybe at the beginning of the year, it seemed overwhelming and not doable. So I just want to encourage parents, like, don't feel like if you give your kids just a little bit more and push them a little bit more, don't worry that you're going to break them. They're actually hungry for that little bit more probably.
0: Right. Right. That's very true. And I think especially as they get older, Uh they start to sort of like be able to handle like the idea that, okay, this delayed gratification, for instance, you know, they, they recognize that, oh, if I want this thing out here, I have to actually work for it and be willing to wait for it. Um, and and the those are things, those are life skills we want them to have. Yeah. And um you talk about, so you talked a little bit about how
1: we counter credit. Can mm-hmm. you do you have any more you want to add to that? Um, well, I just think credits can be so diverse and different. And sometimes I think as our kids get older, particularly, they they're gonna develop their own interests. Um and we want them to actually reach beyond what we know. So I have one kiddo she just she really got into polymer clay she actually had some lessons with a, a an artist and did sculpture and stuff but she does these um, sculptures with polymer clay that are just amazing they're seascapes on bottles so they're three-dimensional she's got polymer clay in the bottle and on the on the surface of the bottle and octopus arms reaching around and they are fantabulous there's no way she learned that from me. That's right. called Pinterest, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's not so, me either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have we have kids, all of us have kids who are taking off in different areas that are mm-hmm. way beyond us. That, I mean, all of her research and she blends clays and makes her own colors and stuff like that. It was not a formal art class at all. But believe me, she got a full credit of sculpture on her transcript because um, it just, it she could sell them. She's, she gives them as gifts. People offer to pay for them and she just gives them away. So I think just think beyond yourself. If your kids have a hobby, um, really think through like where does that hobby take them and is that credit worthy? Because our kids are probably doing so much more than a traditional schoolwork that is really credit worthy. And the good thing about thinking of it outside the box is um, I just did a podcast and a blog post on rethinking college. And this is why last year, as everybody knows, changed everything, right? I mean, it blew up the world. And so um, it, a lot of, not a lot, but many colleges um, and universities actually went bankrupt. And some big educational state systems are really teetering right now. I mean, the whole college thing really changed significantly last year. It was going to change anyway, but it kind of sped it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was definitely time. Yeah, it was time (laughs) Um, (laughs) because the price is outrageous. It's 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 grossly expensive, and we don't want to burden our kids with debt. Um, Your kids, my kids, they can get very far with certifications, with self learning. There's so much stuff right now that's free and accessible to them. They don't necessarily need to go to college, but we want them to really think outside the box and be self learners. Um, And so we we want to help them you know figure out how to learn um figure out that they don't need to be in the box thinkers and then really how to persuade other people to value what they've done that's really that's really what we're doing here
0: that's hopefully. exactly right i know our son um he did that online uh praxis mm, and yeah. that's one thing that they taught him was um basically you have to be able to communicate to other people that you have value that you, not, i mean not Obviously intrinsically as a person, but you will add value to their company. You will add value to their project. So that's the, one of the main things that they taught them. And I I just found that so fascinating. And he learned a lot from that. And he um still just uses that to this day when he's going for a job or whatever. Um, so yes, that's absolutely absolutely true. And you talk about uh thinking outside the box, um, our son was. Uh, let's see, I just graduated from high school. Um, This was our sixth. And he graduated from high school a couple of years ago. And he said, I really want to get into the trades. I'm not interested in college, bookwork, all that kind of stuff. He goes, I want to do something with my hands. He said, I'm going to do ele- electrical or plumbing or something. So I just got on Facebook and I said, hey, does anybody know a plumber that uh, or a, an electrician that would be interested in taking on a hardworking young man who, as an apprentice, and it turns out somebody I actually already knew um, answered that question for me. Her husband was an electrical contractor, but he's retired, but he was, he was a regular contractor for years. So he knew everybody in our community that would, would be actually good to work for, you know? And so he gave us a couple of names. And so we ended up with one, I mean, it literally went bang, bang, bang within just a few days. So he said, I'll give him a call, see if he's interested. He got back to me. He said, you know, yes, uh, this, this, this man is, is interested. Here's his number. He says, have him show up at this time tomorrow morning and he will talk to you. Oh, wow. Man. So we went in. He talked to him. He said, you're hired. Um. And that was almost two years ago. And so he's got two solid years of just so many hours of commercial plumbing experience. Under Now he's starting to take on his own side projects, make extra money on the side, in addition to getting two really good raises. And his boss loves him. And he loves him because he's, he's a team player because he's a hard worker. He's honest. He's never actually asked for a raise, which I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but that's actually was, I I think his gut feeling was, I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to keep working hard. And it turns out that's what that particular boss admired. And so it just, you, you can just see it from that scenario, all these soft skills that were so important for him to have as he went into this and he got the opportunity of a lifetime And he loves what he's doing, and he's got a great future, and he's he's not even 21 yet.
1: Wow, and And no college debt, right?
0: (laughs) No, I know. And so it was just really, uh, just such an amazing. He had done his research though. He had read, and you know, he he likes Mike Rowe, and uh, you know, he had heard, you know, the trades. A lot of these people are retiring, and so if you've got a kid who's remotely interested, and and they're a good hard worker, and they've got all these other you know, character qualities, they're going to be absolutely busier than they want to be. So they're, like you said, think outside the box. And I think that's just so important. And if anybody can do that, man, homeschoolers can do it, right? School, we're already outside the
1: box. We're trail. Right? the trail. Like, we're not on the trail anymore, right? <laughs> exactly. So don't hold exactly. back. <laughs> right, yeah. right? That is so. an awesome story about your son. I love that because there, I, I have graduate degrees. My husband does. We love to learn. We love school, all the things. But really, college is not what it was when I went to college. I went to a small private college, $5,000. It's like over 35 now. I, my kids can't afford to go there, you know? Right, and, right. And so um, the average student graduates, if they graduate, in six years, not four, with $37,000 in debt.
0: And that would probably be minimal. Min- yeah, that would be minimal. I mean, debt. there's
1: some people with a lot more debt. Um, and, and so you really want to count the return on your investment, because again, a degree doesn't mean what it meant even 10 years ago. Exactly. Certifications like your son, those, um, you know, he's actually got two years of solid work experience. He probably has great references. Um, yeah. So, wow, he's set. we had a friend, we have a scholarship in our state um if you if you go to college and get the scholarship and stay in the in the state after graduation you can go for free and so um he at 21 had a 2 year degree in 3D printing bought a house totally debt free started a job at 50000 and um, he, he's kind of set, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, so yeah, think outside the box, homeschool mom.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it's absolutely. It's for it in the world. It, it really, really is. It's time to do this differently. And uh, so I think this is a great place to end this podcast. We're going to continue on in the next podcast talking more about, uh, crediting our kids, giving our kids, kids more credit, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's always a good thing. And us too, you know, because we're part of that picture as well. So, uh, thank you moms for being here. I'm going to just say a quick word of prayer, um, before we close. Lord, thank you so much for our time together. I pray for the moms who are listening and the parents who are listening. I just pray that you would just begin to give them a vision for the possibilities. Lord. Um, you, uh, of, uh, of anybody, are the out-of-the-box thinker. And so we just pray that you would give us wisdom and clarity of heart and mind as we navigate the high school years. Um, thank you that your plans for our kids are good, that you have a purpose and a plan, and it's a good one. And so we just pray that you would give us eyes to see and um, just the ability to be able to keep in step with what you're doing in our kids' lives, Lord. We just thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, and everyone, before I sign off, make sure you check the podcast notes. We're going to have all the connection information um, for Lisa there and uh, be sure to connect with her resources. Um, We'll see you next time.